God save the Queen. Da-na-na. She ain't no human being. Blah, blah, blah. We really mean it, Matt. Okay, easy, easy. Easy punk rock, Willie. Good Lord, what got into me? Doing some sex pistols out of the gate? Yikes. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Good to have you here. Uh, what a show, what a show, what a show. We're going to be talking about some crazy stuff today. Uh, we're going to be talking about me going on some adventures in Europe, which is going to be really fun. We're going to be talking about the worst kind of blowjobs in the world. Yeah, I know. Wait do you hear about the worst kind of blowjobs in the world. Um, we're going to be taking some of your phone calls here today. Some of you pavement pounders are going to be calling in. And by the way, in case you don't know the number, it's 323-739-4330. Uh, you can always call in and leave a message. So you're going to be hearing from some of our listeners today. And uh, also we're going to be uh, talking about uh, there was a crazy uh, murder attempt. Just when you think uh, crazy, uh, freaky murder attempts only happen in the USA, something went down in Japan that was pretty bizarre. Sounded American, but turned out to be Japanese. Wait to hear about this. It's crazy. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. That's because it's the crazy Harland Highway. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. I am out here for you. You don't know what it's like to be me out here for you. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. I make you laugh. I'm here to fucking amuse you. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what was it we had for dinner tonight? Well, we had a choice, steak, fish. Yes, yes, I remember. I had lasagna. What do you mean funny? Funny how? How am I funny? It's like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamines. That is thought for some amount of things to say. Welcome to the Harland Highway. I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Okay, let's start the show. Maybe a little raunchy. Why not? It's the 90s. Let's raunch it out. I, I, it, this came to me out of nowhere, okay? I'm walking down the street the other day, and I see a girl come out of her apartment building, out onto the sidewalk, and her hair is all wet. She has long hair, and it's wet and long, and I guess she just got out of the bath or the shower, or maybe she has a giant fish tank in her living room, and she was swimming around with her poisonous Mediterranean gombo fish. I don't know why her hair was wet. It was. And I thought, okay, no problem. You run out, your hair's wet. You know, you uh, you let it dry naturally. You didn't have time to blow dry it. Fine. No, nothing, no crime committed. But here's where the crime is committed. And this this might get a little raunchy, but it reminded me of something that I thought I had to get off my chest. And I actually wish I could have got it off my chest. But ladies... <sighs> One thing you can't do with wet, long hair, okay? Unless you're in a kneeling position. And I think you know where this is going. And I don't want this to be crude, but it's just life. It's just life. If you don't like to hear about fellatio, then you better shut it off right now. I'll refer to it as a a BJ, the old blowjob, okay? Ladies, you cannot give a dude a blowjob, a BJ, with long, wet hair, 
Okay? If a guy's laying on his back in a nice, warm, cozy bed, you cannot jump up in the morning or come to bed at night just out of the shower with the hair all wet. Looks like you just swam across a lake. It's all stringy and soggy and damp. And then you decide to get frisky and go downtown on your man and take him down BJ Street. It, it's just, it's wrong. It's, it, it's, it's horrible. And what I want to do now is I got that in my head that day. And so that night I jumped up on stage at a local comedy club and I thought I got to talk about this on stage. So let me play this for you. My my rant about wet blowjobs, wet-haired blowjobs, and then we'll come back and discuss more in depth about how very wrong it is. Take a listen to me going off in front of a live crowd about the wet hair BJ. <laughs> You've got long hair. A lot of women with long hair. you got yours up in a bun. But ladies, don't do this. You've had this guy up, buddy. You're going to have it one day. <laughs> ladies, don't give your man a BJ with wet hair. That just don't feel right. Now dry your hair. If you got long hair, dry that shit off, okay? You know what it feels like when we're laying on our back with nothing on, and your head's going up and down, and that wet hair? It feels like the tide's going in and out. It's like fucking rotten seaweed washing up on our pelvis. It's like that chip from the fucking ring crawled out of the way. Walked into the bedroom. Cold fucking spaghetti on my chest doesn't do it. I always feel like when you finish, there's gonna be fiddler crabs and scallops in my fucking pubes. Dry your fucking hair. You'll find out one day, guy. Okay, so there it is. I told you it was gonna be a little crude, a little rude, you know, but uh, that's okay. We're all human. None of this stuff comes from a sinful place. Uh, most of you listening have either engaged in this type of activity or want to engage in it, and it happens. And this is just a humorous take on a very adult situation. But not really. We're just all human. We do what we do. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> Um, and now I want to talk to you about something that I bring up uh, from time to time. And it's about uh, taking time out in life to smell the roses. And I guess I wanted to share with you because I'm going to tell you after the fact. So I might as well tell you before the fact. Uh, I am going to take some time off and smell the roses. And here's what I'm doing. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I am gonna uh, go over to Ireland, and I'm gonna do the uh, I'm gonna do the uh, Irish uh, festival in Kilkenny, Ireland. It's called Cats Laugh Comedy Festival, 
And uh, that's going to be from, uh, let's see, I'll be there uh, May 29th until June 1st. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to fly from Ireland to Paris, okay, by myself. Because sometimes I think doing things by yourself uh, really clears up any confusion and having to deal with other people and other people's needs. Sometimes when you do things alone, you have a very direct result. In other words, you don't have to factor anyone else in. There's no interference. Not that I don't like doing stuff with other people, but sometimes when you do stuff alone, there's a real purity to it. And you never second guess where you're going or what you're going to do or how spontaneous you want to be. Whereas when there's someone else with you, everything alters. So by myself, I'm flying to Paris, I'm renting a car, and I'm heading directly west, straight across to the west coast of France, where uh, I am going to find a little tiny town. There is an old French movie called Mr. Hulot's Holiday, which was done, I think, back in the 40s, maybe the 50s. It's an old black-and-white movie by a very famous uh, Parisian director named Jacques Tati, and it's a wonderful movie. It's, it's one of these movies that just takes you away. I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast. I just love this thing. It, it, it's one of those few movies that just takes you out of your reality and sucks you in, and it's a very calming and peaceful and kind of charming movie that I found myself watching over and over again in life. Uh, which is something I don't do a lot with movies is watch them over and over again. But this uh, gentleman, who's quite famous in France, and this is kind of his, probably his most famous movie, he shot his film in a little tiny town right on the coast of France. The movie is about, it's called Mr. Hulot's Holiday, and it's basically about this weird character named Mr. Hulot who never talks the whole movie except to say his name. He goes, Hulot. Monsieur Hulot. And basically he breezes into town, this little hotel right on the ocean shore by the beach. And it's just about the people that are staying at the resort and him and the activities on the beach and the dinners and the recreational activities. And it's just, I don't know, the music and the look and the ambiance of this movie, it just sucks you right in. And I saw this at a very early age when I was just a kid in my teens, and it somehow uh, just, I got attached to this movie. And uh, if, if, you know, if you're adventurous, I recommend you see it. It's probably not uh, easy to find. You might have to order it on Amazon. I ordered a copy for like nine bucks. They delivered to your house. Uh, Mr. Hulot's Holiday, H-U-L-O-T. And uh, so what I'm doing is I'm going to the little town where he filmed... This movie, way back when. And apparently the hotel is still there on the beach, and it's still very charming and small, and and they even have a statue of him out on the pier. There's there's an old pier that goes out into the ocean that was uh, featured in the movie, and apparently they've immortalized him, and they've put a bronze statue of Mr. Hulot out on the end of the pier, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going. This movie had an effect on me in my life, and I, I want to go and be in the place that I've seen so many times. So I'm very excited, and then from there, I'm going to let the adventure continue. I have the hotel booked at that little town, but outside of that, I have nothing booked. Renting a car, going to that little town for one or two nights, 
Then I'm going to stay on the coast. I'm going to head south on the coast of France, right along the water. I'm going to find small fishing villages and bed and breakfasts and motorcycle gangs and bumper cars. Who knows what? Uh, It's just going to be a free-for-all. And then I'm going to hit the top of Spain. I'm going to motor along the top of Spain. And then once I reach the other side of Spain, I will be back on the coast on the south part of France. So I will now drive along the bottom of France along the coast. Again, tapping into all the, uh, you know, I'm not going to be a highway guy. I'm going to take the, all the little roads and high, little streets and roads that meander along the uh, by the water. And then I'm going to hit Italy. And I'm going to hug the coast down the west shore of Italy and drive straight down to Rome where I will end my trip in Rome and fly back to Los Angeles. And it's an open-ended ticket. I'm either going to be there 10 days or 12 days or 9 days. I don't know. I'm just winging it. I'm enjoying life. I've talked to you guys about it before. I think I told you every year I try to do something like this to see my planet, to see the world I live in, to experience life, to get out of my comfort zone, to taste other cultures and walk other geography. And so this this is going to be a fun one. And, of course, I will tell you all about it when I'm, when I'm back. But I'm super excited, and, uh, and it's something I always encourage you guys to do, to get out and see your world, explore your world, Enjoy your world, and just don't look at it all through your television. And I know most of you probably do, but if you don't and you're hedging it and you're futzing and you're worried and you're scared, well, I think you usually find once you're there, once you've made the step, it's fine. It's like snorkeling or scuba diving. Like You look down on the water and you go, oh my God, there's sharks and there's electric eels and stingrays and jellyfish, and then you... Put your mask on and you jump and you break through that plane where you go from air into water and suddenly you're underwater and this whole miraculous, beautiful world opens up underwater and you're like, oh my God, and you realize it's gorgeous and enchanting and beautiful and yes, there's dangerous things there, but there's dangerous things everywhere and you just got to be on your toes and (sighs) so there you go. And one of the things that's uh, really charming about... I'll go back to Mr. Hulo's holiday for a minute. One of the things that's really charming about the movie is the soundtrack to the movie. Uh, There's this real catchy kind of jazzy clip that kind of just... It's really the only soundtrack in the whole movie, and it just kind of keeps coming in and out at specific points in the movie, kind of the way the old Clint Eastwood movies when, you know, the only soundtrack was really... Remember those movies? And that that would be the soundtrack that came in and out. But it really just became a part of the movie. I'm, I'm, I'm playing it for you now. It's kind of the underscore. And uh, I actually recorded a little snippet of that from the movie. And I'm going to be playing it in my headphones as I walk the beach uh, in this enchanting little town on the coast of France. So there you go. Sharing a little bit of my... Uh, my uh, path of summer mystery tourness, if you will. <laughs> and uh, I can't wait to let you know 
how it goes. from Tennessee, and I just wanted to say that there's this there's this new thing out called the isolation tank, and it's great for meditating, and I just figured with, you know, all the talk about Lint in the past few podcasts, I'll let you know about this little thing. Basically, you get into a tub in a room that is completely black. You can't see anything. It's also soundproof, so there's no sound. So you go in here, and you lie in kind of a tub, but the tub is full of lint. Get this. You lie down on the lint, and the lint is so soft that, and the lint is also at a temperature that is the same temperature as your body, and so is the surrounding air in the room. So basically, you lie down onto the lint, and your body slowly relaxes and you can't tell the difference between the lint touching your body and the air in the small room. So it literally feels like you are floating in the middle of space. Great for meditation. Highly recommended. Chicken chow mein, baby. Wow. Thank you, Roger. Uh, boy, yeah, we, we talked about the amazing world of lint a few months ago on some of the, the past podcasts and uh, and – Boy, oh boy, I didn't know that there were lint chambers out there. I know you made it up. It's not real, but I'm going to pretend it is. Yeah, uh, boy, oh boy, would I love to lay down in a lint chamber. Okay, it's not real. But I know what you're talking about, that there are these chambers where they put in, like, uh, salt, and you can lay in them, and they, they, they help you meditate, and they help, uh, you know, you kind of go into a dream state. There's a, there's a great movie that uses these uh, these salt chamber tank things. It's called Altered States. I know I talked about Mr. Hulo's Holiday, but this is another movie I totally recommend you see. It's very thought-provoking. It's called Altered States, and it's about this guy who goes into these these salt tank chambers where you float, and, and in this movie, something extraordinary happens to this guy as he's kind of chasing the meaning of life. It's a very deep movie and moving, and it's one of my favorite movies. It's called Altered States. But back to uh, your your point about being lint chambers. Oh my God, you could be onto something, dude. You might have to start a whole new industry where yes, people can go to, go into these tanks and lay down, and basically it's like a human being laying down in a lint trap. I mean, could there be anything softer? And smell more uh, homely than than laying in a giant lint trap. Get this: you lie down on the lint, and the lint is so soft. Oh, just stop right there! You had me at lint lint low. 
okay? I'm on board with this stuff. I mean, to tell me again what it's like when you're laying in this incredible new contraption you built, your lymph trap, what's it feel like in there? You can't tell the difference between the lymph touching your body and the air in the small room. So it literally feels like you are floating in the middle of space. Okay, Roger. I, I'm a dude, but you're making me wet, dude. Okay? I'm getting... I'm like... I'm like dripping right now, okay? You're, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm moist, and I'm wet. Wait a minute. You know, maybe if men got wet too when they got excited the way women did... A wet hair BJ wouldn't be a problem because everything would be wet. It would just be a B. Anyways, uh, yes, I love I love the idea. Thank you for the lint chamber. Let me know when you build them. I will be there covered with static-free, cling-free sheets, and I will soak my body in downy, and I will get downy in your lint chamber. Thank you. Roger, let's keep going. Hey, Arnold, this is Zach here. I just wanted to call and say uh, I'm a big fan. I uh, actually just started listening to the podcast. Um, I heard you mention it when you were a guest on Doug Loves Movies and decided to check out your podcast and listen to the first uh, couple recent episodes you had on there and loved them and went back and it was like the very beginning that you have on iTunes and downloaded everything I could and been listening to it every day since at work. It's awesome. It makes me laugh. It's the day puts a huge smile on my face, and uh, um, also your movie back in the day, hilarious, uh, excellent job on it. Um, ah, I've been wanting to call for a while. I listened to all your old podcasts. You've been talking about stuff, saying to call in, and it was way too late to call for those. But just wanted to call and say I'm a huge fan, and uh, keep on, keep it on, man. Uh, take it later, and talk to you next time. Ah, well, thank you, Zach. Listen to that. What a what a kind, nice, uh, complimentary. Call, thank you so much. I I appreciate that kind of feedback, and uh, I'm, you know, it's always it's always fun when I hear people like Zach who got to the party late, they didn't know I had a podcast, and uh, all of a sudden they they tune in, and they realize like we're already like four years down the line, and there's like six hundred episodes, um, and uh, and they get to they get to listen to or good luck listening to all six hundred episodes. That can't be easy. Um, but thank you for your compliments, and this is my favorite part because this is why I do it, gang. This is why I do the podcast, and I love to do it. Here it is, right here. Zach put it best. Zach been listening to it every day since at work. It's awesome. It makes me laugh. It's the day. Puts a huge smile on my face. Bingo! Right there. Thank you, Zach. Appreciate the call. Keep your calls coming, folks. I love hearing from you guys. Uh, you know the number, 323-739-4330. 323-739-4330. You might get your call played on the old Harland Highway. All right, let's 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 keep moving on. We got stuff to cover here. Come on. The Harland Highway. Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Okay, you ready for a headline you don't hear every day? How about this one? You ready? All-girl Japanese band attacked with saw. 
Oh, boy, we thought we had it bad here in the U.S. where people, uh, you know, come at you with guns. How about this? Uh, Japan's hugely popular female pop group, AKB48. And doesn't that actually sound like some kind of military issue rifle, an AKB48? Yeah, send in the boys. Give them a couple of them AKB48s. Now we're going to spray down that uh, whole area, clean it up. So anyways, th- this all-female prop group canceled events Monday after a saw-wielding man attacked the band, shocking the nation and raising questions over security. Uh, two of the band members suffered hand and head injuries, or as I like to call them, saw marks. <laughs> oh, God. And also a male staffer who tried to stop the attack at a fan event in Japan. Good Lord. This all happened in front of a huge crowd. And uh, th- this is a huge band in Japan. They're, they're like teen idols over there. Um, and I guess they were given like a little mini concert and they're doing a handshaking and CD ceremony. And... Uh, this guy, this uh, this guy stepped forward. As soon as the handshaking started, a man took a foldable saw from his jacket. Who has a foldable saw? If you're a lumberjack, that's probably sacrilege. Uh, you, you're telling me what, man? You got a foldable saw? Oh, hell no. You get the hell out of my forest right now. Because this is man's work. We cut down trees with full-on saws. We don't cut down trees with no foldable saw. What What is that, a lawn chair or something? Uh, So he pulled out his foldable saw from his jacket and went after the two women who were standing, uh, you know, at this event. Police arrested Satura Umeda, which is also the sushi restaurant I go to. Strange. A 24-year-old unemployed man who is now on suspicion of attempted murder. Oh, boy. Uh, he told the investigators that he was not an AK, AKB48 fan and just wanted to commit random murder. Oh, God. I'm sure this guy's not American. This sounds suspiciously like an American. And, and I know that's a sorry statement on our society, but, I mean, when you hear these stories, don't you in your head go, wait a minute, some guy just goes nuts and starts killing and running around and trying to... Come on, I don't, that's only Americans who do that. And it kind of is. I mean, other people do it, but we got the record, man. It's sad. But I guess that's what happens in countries when you don't have guns. Like, at least with a gun, you pull it out, you shoot someone, it's over. How are you supposed to deal with a guy that comes at you with a, with a saw? I mean, you're not. It's not like a bullet. Boom! You're down. You're you're dead. You're you're already on your way to heaven for margaritas. You gotta lay there while some guy holds you down and saws you like a log. Have you ever sawn a log in half? It takes a while. <laughs> back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Well, there's my leg. Oh, you hold steel. I still gotta chop your other leg off. <laughs> Okay, you got both my legs. Can I die now? No, I got to chop your arm off. <laughs> okay, you get No, no, now I'm going to saw your head right off. <laughs> I mean, how long does it take to be sawed to death? Who is this guy, the Japanese Frankenstein? 
Good Lord. Or Frankenstein. So, uh, yeah, pretty crazy. It's it's not the type of thing you uh, hear about in Japan or even in America. I don't know. Has there been someone who uh, attacked somebody with a saw? You'd think maybe at one of these uh, hillbilly festivals or a strawberry festival or a lumberjack event. I mean, somebody's probably gone ballistic at some point. I mean, if, if that happened in the States, it'd be like, can you imagine this headline? Britney Spears attacked by a guy with folding saw. No, no, no. That's not good enough for America, man. Ain't no saws here. That's low That's low rent. That's low rent murder. Not in America. You don't get that. So, hey, outside of kind of the goofiness of it, I, I certainly hope the girls are all right. It sounds like nobody died. And uh, shame on the friggin' moron who did it. Now, this is a case where, you know you know how um, in the old days when people went to jail, they had to do forced labor, they had to go out on a chain gang and cut grass and pick garbage and paint city streets? This guy would be ideal for that, forced labor, right? Can you imagine the parkland he could clear? Can you imagine the firewood he could provide? All right, time to get up, Hukishama. Time to do your sawing. <laughs> you want any cords of wood you can come up with with a life sentence for saw murder? So there you go. That's it. Um, and uh, hey, that 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 actually brings us to the end of the show. We got we got to end on kind of a creepy note, but uh, there you go. So uh, what do we got? Before we go, let's talk about a few things. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I am going to be in Ireland at the Kilkenny Cats Laugh Comedy Festival Thursday, uh, May 29th through to Sunday, June 1st. Now, I don't know how many of you listen over in Ireland or the U.K., but if you do, come up and see me, damn it. Don't be such a, don't be such a panty waster. Come up and see me. I certainly hope I don't bump into Crinky McCringles over there. Remember, you know that goofy leprechaun that stops in at my show here and there? I better not run into that guy. But uh, or if you're if you're a tourist and you happen to be motoring around in Ireland, uh, drop in and see the old man at uh, the Kilkenny. Kilkenny is the name of the town. Cats Laughed Comedy Festival. And uh, and also check out HarlanWilliams.com. Go to our store. You can buy merchandise. Uh, you can join my YouTube channel, and uh, you can see all my latest wacky videos for free. Um, and if you want to write to me, I'm at harlowwilliams.com. Uh, you can click on uh, the link at my homepage. Or if you want to call and leave a message like these other Pavement Pounders did, 323-739-4330. That's 323-739-4330. Thirty. So check us out. Uh, check out All Things Comedy, which is also a podcast network with some real funny guys that you can find my show on as well. Bill Burr and uh, Al Magical are on that site. Uh, a lot of other funny people. So check it out. And uh, that's it. I'm off to uh, Splash in the Sea on the coast of France. What are you doing? Until next time, chicken. 
Chowmin, baby. <laughs> Toujours très bien fait. Parti, viens voir ce ciel bleu. Regarde. Magnifique, tu ne trouves pas
Oh, oh, oh.